Hey everyone, for the last time this January, before their campaign ends, the last time we're going to talk about Magic Mind. So stick around for the episode while we give our little spiel about them later. Yeah. everyone and welcome to play on k the korean drama podcast with emily and raquel and this is a show where we take a k drama we watch it two episodes or three at a time and then we get together here every week to talk about it sorry i'm counting i forgot the numbers we watched seven through nine <laughs> this week we watched episodes seven through nine of business proposal it just left my head i was trying to count backwards from 12 but then i was like that's not right because actually it would be six episodes back but then we watched three i was doing the math in the worst possible way <laughs> just such a bad way to do it <laughs> i just looked at my notes it's the only way i remember anything ever Smart, I should start writing stuff down. <laughs> I would only be doing myself favors. It's great. It's great. Because I wrote for episode seven, the best episode of television maybe ever. And that's just a great note to start on. That is a great note to start on. Episode seven was where we we did the fake boyfriend land. Fake boyfriend land? Yes. Absolute perfection. And then real boyfriend land. With Sung Hoon and Young So. Oh, I'm gonna it make sure this is a night you don't forget, baby. Eh, come on, smooth. <gasps> Who's got that Riz? Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> oh. So good. <laughs> it was very good. Um, I loved the whole pacing of their yes. relationship startup where she was like, I don't remember anything, I'm freaking out. And at first, he was real salty and hurt over that. But then it took one quick thing from her where she was like, listen, this is why. And he was like, oh, girl, don't even worry. Yes, because they're both freaking out for most of the episode. And I liked the pacing because as much as I love Sung Hoon and Young So, I was glad they were kind of in the background, that there was so much going on with the main leads that our secondary couple didn't have to stew in the confusion and the, like, this being torn apart by a night that she doesn't remember for too long. They moved through it pretty quickly in just a few scenes. Yeah. And when they got back together, they brought it back by the end. And it was really hot. They're such a hot couple. Oh my god. <laughs> So spicy. That, that when he tore his glasses off, come oh on. Look how I wrote that. I wrote it in my notes. <laughs> oh, that oh that scene I could watch all day. Like shows a little bit about me. Maybe too much, but <laughs> that's such a good scene after their like little tiff for the rest of the episode. Perfect ending. Perfect ending. It was so good. And yeah, I just love them as a couple. I'm excited. Actually, do you want to talk about them for a little bit here yeah. at the top? So, and then we can switch back to all of the good parts of episode seven and rest of the episodes. Because I thought that they're in these three episodes, their relationship had such an interesting progression 
Oh my god. Sometimes it drove me crazy. Sometimes I was yeah. like, Jin Young So is maybe abusive. I don't like maybe that's too harsh a word. Yeah. Or manipulative, I think. Yeah. I felt that because I wasn't it's tough because I think that there wasn't anything so I agreed with most of what she said. Like oh, really? even but like in an interesting way where I've I didn't like her delivery or how she was using it. Like, it's like the communication wasn't there. Like you said, it, it felt manipulative. But if you break it down in kind of what she was asking for, I agree with her. It's just kind of how it was communicated that got to me. But I don't disagree with her being like, hey, I'm your girlfriend. And I think that at least when you're with me, I would really appreciate if you were on my team. Like, and I, I don't think it's great that she kind of was bad mouthing his best friend in front of him and like best friend slash brother. It's nice that she does think he's just his boss. And it's yeah. like, your employer is asking too much of you. Yeah. Like, she doesn't know like their relationship super, super well. I, and she can maybe assume some level of like the this is an this is a level of commitment outside of what is normal so maybe there's something else to their relationship that is causing that level of commitment but um but at the same time i get like if if i was having a conversation with my boyfriend and i was like it really sucks that this is happening and these are the reasons it sucks and this is impacting like my best friend and and me and my relationship at this point and i'm really unhappy about it and he came back with like kind of a wishy-washy like yeah but you should see it from like their point of view i would like maybe it's petty and maybe he's right i like but whether or not he's right i would be pretty pissed i would be like can <laughs> Can you level with me and s at least say why you understand why I'm upset? Can you, like, understand where I'm coming from instead of just siding with this other person that I don't know but have only really had bad experiences with? That's fair. I feel like, like you said, it's kind of about her delivery where yeah. I felt like they've – I guess we also don't have a very great timeline, but it seemed like they've been dating for about – a week, maybe two. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you need to not talk to him anymore. If we're together, you need to focus on me and always take my side and not even bring him up in conversation because I don't like him. And I'm like, Kang Timu is kind of Sunghoon's whole life right now. And he's trying to make you or make room for you in his life. But you kind of have to give him time with that. It's not really fair to be like, it's, it is totally fair to be like, it's upsetting that you take so much time for Kang Temu and not enough for me. But the way you're presenting it is pretty unfair. And then the, the start of it, the start of her being irked at him was the dinner review thing, which is just wild. Yeah, that sucked. Where she was like, <laughs> I want to know the truth. I really want to know the truth. Tell me the truth. Truth. What's the truth? Real talk? 
what's your opinion? Tell me the truth. <laughs> you did a bad job. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah. I tried really hard to tell you that it was great. And then later she was like, "She, he's supposed to love Weta. And it's like, he did. He tried to love it. He tried really hard to be like, I love this. Thank you. <laughs> yes. She's like, all he needed to do was eat it and lick the plate clean and tell me I did a good job. And I was like, he was in the middle of that. He was doing that for you. And you said, stop what you're doing. Tell me what's good about it. And he was like, I, everything, everything's good. He tried so hard. He did everything he could. You cannot be mad at him for that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, it's like you said, it's like her arguments were valid, but she just took everything to the extreme, which Mm -hmm. made me kind of frustrated with her and stopped taking her side. Yeah, and she does it again at the end of episode nine. Yes! Uh, Which is, again, frustrating because she's completely right. Like, the things she said are correct, right? Where it's... It's correct that she wanted to hear the truth from him. Like, she, it's correct that, like, there, there is nothing she said that was, like, untrue or a lie or even super problematic. It's more that, again, he did multiple times try to tell her what was going on. And it's like, I also agree with her that it's like, she said something that you and I talked about where it's like, what are you, their servant? Like, you don't <laughs> have to go on a blind date just because Kang Temu says, go on this blind date for me. Uh-huh. And like, yeah, I just like, everything she said was correct. Like, it sucks that he went on the blind date ever. Like, he shouldn't have even showed up. That shouldn't have been his responsibility. And especially after, like, how this all started. Yes. And she's completely right that it's inappropriate the way that, like, Kong Mu constantly says jump, and he jumps. And, yeah, and he should have told her from the very beginning. Uh, again, like, and he, he tried. And he should not have hid- hidden a woman in his apartment. Like, yes. Not okay, just be like, this is a crazy story, but there's a woman inside my apartment who's in love with me, and she's very drunk. Yeah, like, you have to just tell the truth, even if it sounds insane, and even if you're going to get in trouble, because you're going to get in a lot less trouble if you just, like, I, if if my boyfriend was like, there's a drunk woman in the house, and she's throwing up, and I didn't know what to do with her, but it felt really wrong to not let her use the toilet, I would be like, I hate that you did that, but thank you so much for letting me know, like... <laughs> Like, if she was in love with your boyfriend and kind of all over him and very much trying to get in his apartment, you'd be like, that's not great. Like, any other person, I feel like you'd be like, that's the reasonable, rational thing to do. Yeah, and I'm not mad at that at all. It's the fact that she's in love with him or obsessed with him a little bit that makes it a gray area. But yeah, just honesty, just being, (laughs) I don't know. Just being a little bit like, this is not good. Even will you help me? There's a woman in here. You're a woman. Can you maybe intervene? Yeah. Like, I need a a neutral party. Uh, Come to find out she's not a neutral party. But, like, (laughs) for all he knows, she's a neutral party. And 
it's also weird that it was like a shock to him that they knew each other really well and that they're cousins because he's like the guy that knows shit. And he, like, knows the Jin family because they're in the business world. That's fair. (laughs) I didn't think of that. But, yeah, like, when Homegirl's mom shows up, he's like, this is who this lady is. You met her once three years ago. And I remembered that fact. It's like, yeah. But you didn't remember that your girlfriend was the cousin of this woman who's now pursuing you? Yeah. Yep. Feels like even... (sighs) Like, maybe she didn't give him enough of a chance because she kept on, like, bouncing out of the room every time he tried to be like, listen, something's happening and I I need to tell you about it. She would always be busy or have to go or whatever classic K-drama stuff. But I feel like you can text someone this. Like, I feel like I you can be like- I assumed when he was trying to tell her something that he was trying to tell Young So about his relationship with Taemu. That oh. felt like it was a lot more important to him than anything with- homegirl because he was like it's nothing she's texting me she's coming on to me and i keep telling her no i'm making a line between us that's done we're done yeah i thought that he was trying to at least tell her about the blind date like the day after that would have been nice yeah where he is like listen i did not go on a date i showed up to tell Someone Kong Temu did was not going to show up for a date, but it's kind of created a misunderstanding. So I feel like you should know this, and she should. <laughs> she should, yeah. And so that's where I'm at with her not being wrong. It's just that I don't know. It's like, I maybe I'm making excuses for him because he's beautiful. Because I'm <laughs> I'm not super mad at him, but also. She's not wrong. Yeah, it's hard where he is maybe too calm about situations that require a little more emotional, like, vulnerability. And she is a little bit overly emotional when situations could require a little more rationality and calm communication. So you're like, can you two just meet in the middle already? That would be great. I would love that for you too. <laughs> and I like want it for there. them. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ship them. I do ship them. I'm obsessed with them. But also, I worry about how constant the misunderstandings are between their communication methods. That what? Sometimes that, that equals incompatibility. And I just don't want the show to take it that far. Why would he bring her to introduce to his mom and not tell her that's what they were doing? That's such yeah, a big what is deal. That? I would be so caught off guard if I showed up to a dinner and all of a sudden it was like, hey, meet my family. I would be so uncomfortable. I would have just like a little heads up like, hey, I, I'd really love you to meet the person who raised me. Mm-hmm. What? Because <laughs> it also feels like the intention was to be like, this is the person I consider my mom, which shows to you that at some point I was an orphan, and now I can lead into my upbringing, my relationship with my current boss, all of the stuff that we have been arguing about can maybe be put to rest. Like, that is a long night for those two. And he was like, I'm going to just tell you to come to dinner. 
<laughs> Fully unprepared. Yeah, and I guess she did sort of the same thing to him because she could have sent a text and been like, hey, I'm bringing my cousin. <laughs> That's fair. It's, yeah. But hers felt like a softball mistake, like a very, mm-hmm. we're going on a dinner date, I guess you can come. It's it's just a Tuesday night dinner, like whatever. And Hayes was like, this was my proposal. This was our night to tell you my life story. And um, I did not give you. Yeah, I did not give you a heads up. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, can you communicate like 5% more? Just 5% is all we're asking for. Just like a a soft five. Just give us something so that we can still ship you. Okay. Because we are trying. We are doing it. We are shipping you. God, you're hot. But like, talk (laughs) it out. Talk it out. Um, really quick, do you want to go put on some vitamin C face spray? Ooh, what about those little eye masks? Just little <laughs> serum eye masks. <laughs> Get some lotion, some some good, good, some mist. <laughs> Ooh, let's go all in. Let's go. We have our sponsor to talk to you guys about. Yeah, our own product placement, you guys. <laughs> We've got Magic Mind, which I tried out and really, really enjoyed. So Magic Mind itself is is used for focus, but a lot of people use it to supplement their, their caffeine intake, which is something my mom does. She loves stuff like this, so I have recommended it. Like, we first customer, she is like me, where she doesn't do well uh, as far as focus goes and so stuff like this is stuff like magic mind specifically is really really good for her but she also works really hard to cut back on caffeine because she at one point got up to five cups a day or something and yeah stuff like this helps her cut back so i've recommended it to her we've got at least someone jumping on the customer train so that they can also take advantage of the benefits of Magic Mind. If you're curious what's in it, they have all of their ingredients and what those ingredients do listed on their website. And I recommend you check that out and then look into getting it if it feels like a good fit for you. Yeah, you can check it out at magicmind.com slash Jan play on K because they're doing a January special event right now where you can subscribe to a quarterly subscription. That's three months, but you'll get it just for the price of two. Use our code play on K20 at checkout so that they know that we sent you so you can support our podcast while getting something awesome for yourself. Yeah, check it totally out. Yeah, and then let us know when you do. And we'll see you back in the show. Oh my gosh. Can we talk? I feel like he only deserves two seconds of our time, but I want to talk about Minwoo because what a petty man. What a small, tiny man. I know. And I'm so disappointed in his character progression because I wanted him to be better than this, right? I wanted him to just not be a good fit for her. I didn't want him to be the weird... Fr- I want him to be a good friend to her. Yes! Regardless of whether or not she had a crush on him. I wanted him to be a good friend. And for some reason, he just decided to be a weird dude and a not very good friend. Yeah, it's hard because I think they could have done a lot of the same scenes they could have hit a lot of the same points that they hit with him 
in a way where he was just being a good friend. And they very clearly decided with like his little looks and his little jabs at Kang Mu that that's not just it. They've made it clear that he has this weird possessive crush on Hadi that's really, yeah, odd and toxic and I don't like it. But yeah, it feels like they could have had the yacht scene and they could have had even him punching Temu for the contract that he thought Hadi was trapped in. And they could have had these conversations that he had with Hadi and Temu where he's like, I don't know if you guys are a good fit. Are you thinking this through? Is this genuine? Is this authentic? Because I'm worried about her. It seems like a situation that she could easily be taken advantage of. He's got so much to work with. Like, I think it occurred to me when Kang Timu was taking Hadi to the hospital after their boating outing, and Minwoo was like, I should be the one to go with her. And Timu was like, fuck you, no, you shouldn't. It was like, I felt like Minwoo had a leg to stand on if he didn't have a crush or some weird version of a crush on Hadi, where he could be like, look, I'm her friend. I'm really worried about her. Can I just go with you? Like, that would make me more comfortable. Yeah. But I don't know. I I feel like it's so much weirder to be like, I don't trust you to go with her. I don't think you're a good match. I don't want you two to be together. It's like, why are you being like this? Why was that your choice? Yeah, you don't get a say in who she dates or who she's interested in or if it's going to work out. Like, you've been in a toxic on-again, off-again relationship (laughs) for seven years with the same girl uh, and whoever else in between during the off-again times. And you're out here saying, like, passing judgment on whether or not her relationship is going to work out just because you're feeling weirdly competitive over her affection. It's gross. It's gross. And it could have been done in a way that was not gross. That was like a protective older brother, a very normal friendship between a man and a woman. Yes. But they just had him overstep too many times where it's like, I don't know what you guys are writing at. Is he in love with her? Because that's just annoying. Yeah. It's gross because he's in a relationship and he's just making his girlfriend feel bad. And she's not a great person either, but she doesn't, no one deserves to be treated as the second choice by their own boyfriend. Yeah. But yeah, if, if that's the case, then he's just, it almost seems like he's not genuinely interested in Hadi. He just liked the attention. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's so much worse. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. He is not great, and I am disappointed because I, I wanted him to be... I I don't need them to make the secondary, like, the character that she was interested in an, an asshole for me to still ship the main couple. Yeah, he could have been fine. <laughs> he could have been nothing <laughs> to us, and that would have been okay. Yeah, and or he could have been... Kind of great, but the male lead is just better and like genuinely romantically interested in her, and that's enough. If he, if Minwoo was just great and not romantically interested in her, he's still enough of a plot device, right? If if that's all we're treating him as, 
then he's still enough of a plot device because she had those feelings for him for so long. And he can be kind of a point of jealousy for Temu and kind of a wake up call of, you know, I've got to be better because there's other men that she's been interested in. So it's like, I have to, you know, work really hard for her to see me how I want her to romantically. And it would still be fine. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm beating the dead horse, but (laughs) I just, I didn't need him to end up the way he's ending up and I'm bummed about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious how they'll finish the series because we kind of left off on him telling his girlfriend he wasn't ready for marriage and that's it. And I don't need more than one or two scenes from them in the in mm-hmm. every three episodes. Like, it's not much that I want. But, yeah, I want him – I still want him to have a happy ending and just go on with his life in, like, a very separate direction. Yeah. It would be nice if he just, I don't know, dated someone else. I That's, like, a big thing where I am – to some extent in her corner in the sense that it sucks to feel like you're trying to build toward marriage and find out that maybe your partner never is going to be interested in marriage. Like, I can't even imagine that kind of heartache. But also, if you're ready for marriage and your partner is not ready for marriage, it's not like there's like a magic formula. You should just go and like work on a relationship with someone else like you're doing like the sunk cost fallacy at that point Aww. so i hope i really hope that they're not i don't know i hope they're not end game but maybe they'll change my mind if they decide that they are end game yeah because it feels pretty easy for her to have a genuine conversation where she's like here are the small list of things that are bothering me big time it feels like you have a lot of big feelings for Shinhadi. I want you to tell me what those are and where they start and where they end. And it feels like you have certain expectations from our relationship that maybe don't meet my expectations. So let's establish what those are for each other. And if they can get to a common ground, they can work out. But yeah, it feels like they're just kind of beating around the bush trying to have a very shallow relationship. And it's, yeah, it's like, you've been dating for seven years? That's a long time to not know what he thinks about marriage. And has he never met your parents? That's fine. But it's a long time. It's very long. (laughs) Again, you should talk about, like, it's important that you talk to them and we all get on board with what this relationship is because nobody's comfortable with us being together again and we should make sure that we all get comfortable with that it's like that's a reasonable conversation for two adults to have (laughs) let's do it let's see it you guys let's see it yeah Um, another weird relationship it's the one that we kind of saw coming the office romance. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's exactly what I needed it to be. It's not too much. It's not too little. Like, they're just dating. And that's fine. Yeah. It's just like, I, at least they're not like secretly pining for each other or anything <laughs> like that. Like, they, they're adults who sorted it out. And, yeah. And I like that aspect. And it it's like fun comedy. It was just really... It was one of those things where I know that it was for the comedic effect, 
but it might have been a little too far to have him like wailing through the <laughs> office building. <laughs> See, that's the only part I liked because I was like, oh, we're going to have it serve the main storyline and that's it. That's all I need from your relationship is to have it serve the main relationship because I don't care for you guys together. You're fine. The main ship is my ship. So if you can work to create drama within that relationship, that's fine. Make the I just grandpa feel hate so- her. I feel so bad for her that the grandpa just <laughs> cannot stand her. And it's oh. always bathroom related. It's <laughs> It has to be. It is. Just a series of unfortunate bathroom events with her boyfriend's <laughs> grandpa. It's, I think, absurd enough and harmless enough that I'm like, he can get over it. So it's okay. It's funny. It would be hard if he like actually broke his hip or his tailbone when he fell the first time. And he's like, I can't walk for six weeks because he like, that would be a lot. But they've kept it very weird and silly. And he's just like, man, that girl gives me bad bad vibes all the time. Anytime (laughs) I see her, I don't like her. And it feels like he could get over that. Yeah. So I like it. I think it's fun. It keeps it keeps it silly. It does. Oh man, I just I'm ready for them to be best friends again cuz I thought that their relationship when she was not Hari was so cute. That's fair. They were cute together. And her little speech about just wanting to be loved by the person that her boyfriend loves. Oh my god. The chemistry so- between the leads and scenes like that. My Immaculate. God. Immaculate. I love them. They're so cute. It's so hard to think this show's ever going to end. Right? Oh, his sweet little face when he looks at her. And she's got, like, when she's walking away from that scene after she says that, and she's kind of like, oh, we've got to get back. And she, like, she does the cutest laugh I've ever heard. It's just, like, <laughs> one little, like, tiny laugh. It is a adorable and the look on his face i just i'm so sold on these two yes. i'm 100% sold <laughs> oh they're so cute together raquel oh my god i love them and i love the coworker oh i forgot her name the young coworker oh yes she is everyone's gaslighting her drunk ass <laughs> like the whole last 10 minutes of the of episode nine. Just her perfect finale for episode nine being like, I know what I saw. All of you are in relationships and I hate you all. I'm the only single person here. Just let me speak my truth. It's so funny to me because it's true. She's the, She sees all like she knows all. It's perfect. It's perfect, it's perfect. comedy. I do, I'm interested to know if she'll remember it when she wakes up or if they'll just play it off as like, ah, nah, she was too drunk. Mm-hmm. God, I don't know. It's like, it's end game. So I feel like they're going to know pretty soon. Yeah. Sorry. I just had a thought. I was like, what have we not talked about like journeying through my mind? So this is kind of a heel turn, but I went all the way back to episode seven for this, uh, fished it out of the fake boyfriend plot line. Cause we definitely have, 
we we could revisit that. Um, there is a part where they're sleeping in that hotel room, and she just sleeps in like her wine drenched sweater because apparently. <laughs> She just simply can't imagine sleeping in a bathrobe. <laughs> There's a point where she puts the bathrobe over all of her clothes. <laughs> and is like, and so is this a viable option? Yeah. So now that smells like alcohol. <laughs> Everything <laughs> smells like... I could never sleep in something wine-drenched in- unless I was blackout drunk. <laughs> like... Oh, that's funny. Because if I was a certain level of drunk, I would just get up in the middle of the night and just, like, strip it off. I know I would. I would just be like, I have to get out of this. <laughs> oh, But if funny. I was sober and I could just smell the wine, ah, oh, that would be worse. <laughs> it's so funny that that's what you took from the hotel scene. Because all I focused on, my hyperfixation was him not ever walking through her doorway. I was like, oh, peak romance right there. The respect for her boundaries being like, even when I'm talking to you, I will not go past this threshold. See, so it's so much more viable (laughs) that she could have just worn a bathrobe to bed. Because he was so respectful of her boundaries. (laughs) She just, like, had the lap of luxury available, and she treated it like a weird, sad college night. Mm -hmm. Sleep in your wine clothes. (laughs) It's it's a very different culture. I'm like, just seduce him at that point. I don't know. Like, if you're like, this robe is gonna be the downfall of us, just, like, see what happens. Play it. Play it out. Yeah, see what, see, like, either he's interested, and if you're interested, then come on. Then come on, but probably you're going to sleep in the bathrobe, and he's going to be like, that's a viable option. See you tomorrow, because, like, he's a respectful dude, and that's all that's going to happen. So just sleep in the bathrobe. <laughs> you're right, Rika. <laughs> oh, it's just, <laughs> I loved all of that. I loved his weird, like, going to dinner with their friends and being like, I'm gonna be the over-boyfriend, the uber-boyfriend, because your <laughs> friends seem like they suck, and uh, we're gonna stick it to them. No one has boyfriended harder than he boyfriended. <laughs> it was perfection. I love it. And then they go on a yacht, and he's over-boyfriending that whole time. He's like, you better wear matching clothes. Okay, that's what we're doing today. Pair looks. <laughs> Cute. Perfect. I love it. I and love then it a pair just keeps going. Like every episode, he's like, it's going to be a fake date, but it's going to be a real date. Okay? Let's lean into this. What if we were in love right now? What if both of us were in love with each other right now? Let's pretend we are. All day. Today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And every day. And every day. Okay, it's hard because it's, like, her job, but also, I'm in. I'm fully invested. Yeah. I, the, I I struggle so hard with the fact that he is the president of the company that she works at because of the power imbalance, but this show has been so sweet and wholesome that I, even though he has displayed like abuses of power in the recent (laughs) past i'm still like god i just love them so much right (laughs) it's not good (laughs) yeah 
even his like his confession at the end of episode seven flawless episode no notes except him being like i love you and if you say no then i'll just tell you tomorrow and the next day and the next day yes like, <laughs> fucking psychotic behavior right there my boy not yeah. the way to approach this you've got to play the i'll respect your decision you've got to you can't do anything else anything else is bad it's bad news <laughs> you literally have to say the words if you say no i'll respect your decision he did the opposite he did <laughs> yeah. full force i will never respect your decision until you say yes i know where you work and where <laughs> you live <laughs> i know your whole life um, terrifying i'm paying your father's hospital bills oh my god <laughs> So much power imbalance. So, it's not even monetary. It's like employment wise. He knows where she lives. He's it's so bad. And I still love them so much. <laughs> Cause they're together, so it's all okay. They have the kiss on the bridge. They go to the amusement park, and she's the only one who's ever not pitied him when his parents died. It's they're beautiful together, Raquel. They eat some of the best-looking corn dogs oh I've ever seen. God, <laughs> the corn dogs, Raquel. <laughs> I've been eating a lot of corn dogs lately, but they're just the ones you get at Costco and pop in the microwave. They're not like the ones that you get at the amusement park that are deep fried and fresh. And I, mean, I now I need a corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> at least you have some corn dogs, you know, like something. Mm -hmm. But no. It's not the same. Oh, they're just so cute. And their little corn dogs are so good. And then she wins the the sports competition just to be with him. Oh, she's like, there's no way I'm handing it to these, these people. This lady over here, absolutely not. Wrist injury, who? Linda from HR. Karen from accounting. You will not have my man. He's like, oh. You... No dates. No dates, no dates for you. <laughs> Let your jealousy fuel you, Shinhari. Like, go for it with your broken wrist that magically heals the next day. We need that. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> the healing powers of a K-drama. Right? Like, her wrist and then him getting punched in the face, like, fully decked. No and repercussions. Yeah. Cool. Happy I for think you. about... The time she got hit in the eye with the baseball, I know it's been a couple episodes, but she just, it was just like bruised and a little swollen. If you got hit in the eye like that with a baseball, your whole eyeball would be swollen completely shut. Ugly. Ugly Hideous. eyeball. Huge. When I was, <laughs> when I was eight, I got hit in the side of the eyeball with a croquet mallet, a wooden croquet mallet. And the... <laughs> My eye was swollen shut for like three days. It was picture day. I have oh, a hideous no. scab next to my eye. But it was bad. I still have a scar. And I just... Anyway, the healing powers in this K-drama are amazing. Because they have been through it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're fine. They're walking away unscathed. Yeah, barely a bruise on them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love when the grandpa came in and... Starts swinging his cane at Taemu and Sunghoon, and I was like, "If that hits them, that is bad. That is like a real bruise." Yeah, that you can't do that at the office, sir. 
And he's full might swinging. It's not like he's like got two hands. He's going for it. He's mad. Full arc from like behind the head all the way down. (laughs) You can't do that to anyone, especially your cute boys. Those are your children, sir. (laughs) Oh, they would have healed in no time. (laughs) They would have been fine. Okay. I think that's most of my notes, except for we got another iconic line straight from the internet that is uh, Yu Jung saying, You know I have no chingo! Like, <laughs> that was everywhere last year, you guys. <laughs> everywhere. And I finally get it. I'm in. I'm in the loop. We made it. We've made it to the joke just in time. Just Not too late, for sure. <laughs> We're in. We'll repost now. Starting now. (laughs) Oh. I'm just glad to be inside the inside jokes, you know? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that plotline of her being in love with uh, Sung-Hoon? Pretty neutral. I feel like as far as the drama I thought they were going to have her create, I was pretty neutral with her falling in love with Sung-Hoon. And I thought it was really funny that Young So was like, you got to keep going for it, man. Never give up on your dreams. <laughs> I think the only part that made me a little nauseous was her mom, who they have written perfectly. And she's acting perfectly because she always makes me a little bit nauseous. Yeah, but I hate her. her going straight to grandpa and being like, we are going to start planning the wedding for our little babies. was like, Ugh, don't. <laughs> Yeah, huge problem. Massive, massive problem. Uh, yeah, I, I'm i not... So I'm a big fan of the storyline in the sense that I think it's written in well. Where I think they've made her the perfect amount of antagonistic toward Young So without, like, without being an actual antagonist. And the way that they antagonize each other, I think is yeah. really well written for a plot line like this, where they did the perfect buildup. They, she's like an irritant to Young So, but Young So doesn't hate her necessarily. She's just, it's like, that's my super annoying cousin. Not a big fan. We're not friends, but um, I do love to, <laughs> to upset her by wearing everything that she wears it is a good time she is (laughs) she is it's very fun to push her buttons Mm -hmm. and then to have like uh, have her be in love with young so's boyfriend is i think the perfect like flip on that relationship i just don't it's just an uncomfy plot line for me generally because any kind of love triangle thing that causes drama for a relationship instead of like helps to propel it forward by being like oh someone else could be interested in this person that i'm interested in better lock it down that's (laughs) my favorite type of love triangle every other type of love triangle makes me so anxious oh i guess yeah that's what i thought this would be and i'm kind of still hoping for it we didn't super get a re- resolution on that, so hopefully Young So can calm down just a little bit and be like, okay, maybe not everything in the world is my boyfriend's fault, and yeah. I don't need to blame him for all my frustrations, and we can talk this out, and I can get over it. What a silly mix-up. Let's laugh it off. I feel like that'd be fine, because it seems like they're in 
a pretty stable relationship that her cousin was not going to chip away at unless Young So lets her. Yeah. So That's I'm hoping fair. for the best. I'm hoping I feel like they're strong enough that the quote unquote love triangle that they're building is just gonna be a comedy thing and nothing bad's gonna come of it. But that's what that's the only reason I like it. If it becomes the thing that tears them apart, I will kind of be mad at everyone involved. <laughs> Never forget. Everyone here is bad. Everyone here is bad. If this is what tears you apart, no, no, no. Never forgive, <laughs> never forget. This will be a blacklisted K-drama forever. <laughs> That'll be fine. But we'll see you in the next three episodes. Oh my god, we're doing the finale next week. That's wild. This K-drama has gone by really fast. It has. And I'm glad because we can do more K-dramas after this one, but also, wow, weird. Yeah. Because I can so spend forever here. Yes. <sighs> so many to watch, but this one's so good. This one's so good. I just want to watch this one over and over again. <laughs> oh. Okay. If you have thoughts, feelings, things we didn't get to, anything at all, you can email us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, we also have our website, playonk.com, where you can sign up for our newsletters. You can find our affiliate links. Uh, you can, there's, there's episodes there. There's so many things to do there. So again, that's playonk.com. You can find our Patreon link on our website, or you can go directly to patreon.com slash playonk to find all of our episodes with no ads and bonus content at the beginning. And it's just a great way to support our little podcast to keep the lights on around here. That's, yeah, all at Patreon. Yeah. Um, the absolute freest way to support us is uh, just a little bit of time spent rating, reviewing, and subscribing wherever you listen to us, but especially Apple Podcasts. It helps other K-Drama podcast listeners find us. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at PlayNK Podcast, on X, previously Twitter, at PlayNK, and on TikTok at PlayNK underscore Emily. Yes, and then that very last uh, and newest way to support the podcast that we mentioned partway through this episode is Magic Mind, if that's something that you are personally interested in checking out. We would love to see you check it out. Use our link. Yeah. Everything's in the description, but it would be magicmind.com slash janplayonk with the code playonk20. Yes, check that out. It's it's great. I've really loved taking Yeah. We will see you next week for the finale of Business Proposal. Yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye, 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 bye.